Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today we are covering, yet again, another listener request by Gopher Unboxing. And we are covering Rocky Horror Picture Show, the classic. Yay! Cold <laughs> classic. Right before Halloween. <laughs> well, October. But before we go into the review, let's grab our cups and talk about tea. So today, I am drinking the Zest Tea Cinnamon Apple. And so far, it smells like a red hot for those who don't like that. So we'll see how it tastes. And I am drinking the Republic of Tea High Calf Teas Breakfast Black. It's got black tea, green tea extract, and chicory. For our tea sippers out there, just brew a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. I would imagine the majority of people, if you haven't watched the movie, you at least know about the movie. But for anyone who is not familiar, it's about a couple whose car breaks down in the middle of nowhere. Newly engaged. Yes. I mean, they, they're still a couple, though. You're a couple whether or not you're engaged. It was but... an important plot point, but continue. Okay. But they go to this castle to try and use a phone to contact someone for help. And they, they don't really get what they bargained for. <laughs> <laughs> and the movie just spirals into chaos from there. For entertainment, I will say whenever I watched this movie as a teenager, it was really my first introduction to that part of sexuality. And so whenever I first watched it, I think my mind was still wrapping around being so <laughs> open about sexuality and being so unrestrictive with yourself and stuff like that so at the time I didn't really like it but now that I've watched it a few times and I understand like the importance especially with our culture nowadays and how much more open we are I would personally give this one an eight and the reason being is it's a movie that believes in being itself and it's just it's all out there it's very memorable the songs are catchy. The characters stand out very well. Like, they're very uh, memorable. I also feel like it's a good coming-of-age movie where it's, like, a teenager, depending on how strict your parents are, will, like, let you watch it. And then that's kind of, like, your introduction to, like, adult sexuality. And you're like, whoa! Like, <laughs> like what's happening here? And it kind of, like, opens up the doors to, like what sexuality is or what it could be for you and stuff like that. So I think it, it's pretty cool that way. I did not know this, but apparently it is based off of a musical. So the movie came out in 1975, but the musical came out in 1973. And the musical was called The Rocky Horror Show instead of Picture Show. Haha, yeah. because film. And, <laughs> but, and then... Never. Yes. And of course, Tim Curry just makes the movie. I don't think I've ever seen him in another role where he is that out there, that into the role. I mean, he is freaking amazing. 
But yeah, it's like, I have nothing but good things to say about this movie. The only caveat is some of the terms used in the movie aren't really considered accepted today. We have a lot better terms that we use now, but it it was the 70s. It was quite a while ago. Times have definitely evolved for the better. For the most as, part. Yeah, mm-hmm. as far as embracing sexuality. Yeah, for mm-hmm. the most part. But yeah, I think it's a really good movie. It's definitely not a movie for everybody, but it's like... If you like really weird, wacky movies or you relate like movies that explore the spectrum of human sexuality, I think it's a good movie. And of course, you know, not only is it exploring the spectrum of sexuality, but it's also exploring the spectrum of horror. Like it's actually, you know, even though horror's in the name, you don't really think of it immediately as a horror movie, but rewatching it now, I'm like, oh yeah, it's definitely a horror movie. Well, yeah, it was it was actually made as kind of a parody of a lot of horror tropes yeah. in horror B movies and yeah. things. So you actually do, if you're paying attention, you can definitely see a lot of that in there. Yeah, so there there's a lot of layers to this film. It's not just a oh, let's represent horror you know it's like let's represent this let's represent this let's represent this and so, so it's much representation yes <laughs> so much representation and it's also a really fun movie like it's hard to watch this movie and like be mad i don't know it's just it's just one of those like feel good it's just a movie that it's very unique <laughs> yeah it's very unique like a like we said it's Definitely not for everybody, but if you are very open-minded, I think this is a very fun movie. If you haven't watched it already, you should yes. give it a shot. This is not for those that are easily offended at all. It's not for kids. Please don't have your children watch this. Yeah. And definitely not safe for work. <laughs> NSFW. I would give it a seven. I think it definitely needs to be watched in a group. Preferably with people that know the interactions for the movie. The interactions actually started uh, not so much in the play, like the musical, but in the film itself in New York. After it was viewed several times by a lot of the same audience members in theaters, they started singing along with it and talking back to the screen and everything. And it just caught on and just went completely across the U.S. And now it's everywhere. (laughs) That's pretty cool. So that's that's pretty awesome. And this is like one of the only films to really do that. It's a very unique experience. So it's it's definitely a bit more fun if you're in kind of a larger group with people that know the interactions and can get you in on it. Yeah, because so. it's like, I knew if you watched it in theaters, you're supposed to interact with it, but I didn't know what you were supposed to say. And I didn't find out about it until... I was well into adulthood. So it's kind of funny because whenever we started watching the movie, Jess is over here like saying what you're saying to the screen. And like, I have no idea what to say. So I'm just watching the movie like normal. It brings it down a little bit. <laughs> Being a boring it's a little Susan, awkward. is that what they say? <laughs> yeah, it's a little awkward when you're the only one in the room doing the thing. So just yelling a-hole and slut <laughs> at the screen. <laughs> And I'm just silently like, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, watch it in a group with people that know what they're doing. <laughs> um, it does feel to me like it goes on just a bit too long. 
personally. By the end of it, I'm like, okay, let's let's wrap it up, can we? <laughs> I honestly think it's because it was originally a musical, because mu- mm-hmm. musicals are kind of notorious for being a little bit too long. They can be, but they also typically have intermissions. Yeah. And I did, um, at one point, watch this, like, in kind of a theater setting. It was during a convention. <laughs> And there was actually a shadow cast acting out the different things and stuff. It was great. Oh, it was awesome. That's cool. Yeah. And they did have an intermission and people were interacting during the intermission. And they were like the shadow cast was reminding each other, okay, this is coming up. This is coming up. They were getting like props and stuff ready. So it was really cool. And it keeps you hyped up for it. But when you're watching the movie, it's such high energy from start to finish, that by the end, you're, like, exhausted and ready for it to be done. So... That's fair. By that point, you're like, okay, let's, uh, let's go. It's like, <laughs> the cast, they either had a lot of coffee, or they had something else in their system that, like... It was kept the them 70s. ...pumped up through the whole movie, because I, I don't have that type of energy. <laughs> I admire their professionalism and their energy. God, Tim Curry was just amazing in this. I know he doesn't really care for it. He's better now, but though. it was so good. It was so, so good. And he has just such an iconic voice. Like, whenever I hear it in other films and everything, I'm just like... Ugh. It's Tim Curry. Well, and like the other films I've seen him in, whenever he's like sung, I've always been like, oh, he's just got one of those really unique voices, but he's not necessarily like a good singer. But then, like in this movie, oh, I love it. You get to actually hear like his vocal range and his power, and he he actually is a good singer. He is. Well, you also hear it in Fern Gully. Yeah, see, that, it's like. It's like, I love that song. It's like I like that song, but as far as like a vocal like show of your voice, it's like it kind of makes him sound okay. Like I mean, he sounds good. I, it's Tim I don't Curry, know. I really but... liked it. This does show more of his range, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But there, there is a lot of calls to original horror stories and B-movies and things like that. There's the mad scientist. There's, you know, car breaking down when it's storming and they find a castle out of nowhere with a light on. They go ask for help. There's Frankenstein. There's a reference to King Kong. There's, there's Igor. <laughs> I mean, like, they're, it's literally Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> Igor, yeah. So there's, there's all these different things. Slasher. When the mad scientist goes and kills Eddie. So there's all these different things and there's a lot of innocence lost in this movie from the audience and the the cast. At many different <laughs> levels. <laughs> so it's it's a very interesting movie. It's it's very, very outlandish. Very outlandish. It is a movie in and of itself. It's hard to put it in a particular category, but it really, really pushed the envelope for this time, especially when it came out. I feel like even so. nowadays, I mean, it, it still kind of does. Yeah, not definitely not to the extent as it did back in the 70s, yeah. but I feel like in a way, you know, movies like this help bring minority groups more to light and you know down the line helps the minority groups get more accepted yes so even though 
the terminology and even the representation to an extent is dated. I still think since it's, at least in my mind, the characters in it are in a fairly positive light. So I think it has had a positive impact mm -hmm. for the most part. Yeah. They had actually planned a sequel. I was reading up on it after the movie when you were getting ready. They had planned a sequel, but it kind of fell through because they couldn't get some of the cast back. Like the three main characters. Yeah, I think Tim Curry was probably done with it by yeah, then. Yeah, he's like, nah, I'm good. I'm never coming back. <laughs> yeah, comment down below. So from what I could gather, the reason why Tim Curry was avoiding talk about that movie afterwards was because there were some overzealous fans. I don't know if they did something that like scared him or they were just like too weird for him or what happened. But if you know the reason why he avoided talking about that movie for such a long time, like apparently even he like gained weight and just really plain just so that way he could very much separate himself from that movie, which is sad because he it did such a great job and it's such an iconic movie. Mm -hmm. So I'd be really curious. And if anyone knows why he ended up changing heart a little bit, that would, then I'd be very interested to know. Yeah. But so for realism, this is one of those exceptions. It's like a few episodes back, we talked about how like realism, depending on the context of the movie, on what the movie is trying to accomplish, realism can either hurt the movie or it can extremely help this movie. In this case, I rated it a two, but the unrealisticness of the movie really helped it. Like it, it kind of transports you in a whole other world since it's all of these like horror movie tropes and like callbacks yes. yeah yeah it really makes it a unique experience so even though it's a two i don't think it's detrimental to the movie at all if anything it makes it even more crazy and fun yeah i give it a one it's not realistic <laughs> it's not meant to be realistic it's not supposed to be realistic and if it was realistic, I feel like it actually would have tanked. Like, it's oh yeah, it's not one of those movies that was trying to be realistic in any way, shape, or form. So it knew that it was not realistic, and it ran with it. <laughs> so It ran but, and dove off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, it's, its charm is in its outlandish performance and Tim Curry. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's like, can't sing enough praises about yes. Tim Curry and his performance like I mean everyone in the movie is great but mm -hmm. just Tim Curry brings it up to the, the yes. next like five levels that and Brad's flexibility <laughs> yeah. he got his leg up high I know I'm, I'm like, impressed I do that no we were watching especially on like the the kick line <laughs> like all right, he's getting his like up higher than anyone up there, and then we're right. like commenting on like how good Curry's like legs are. Yeah. I'm like, man, I will need some legs like that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But the the charm is, and it's just completely crazy outlandishness. So yeah, yeah. It, it was a good call for it not to be realistic at all. Yeah. Especially for a musical movie like this. Yeah. And I think since it is such a 
chaotic movie. It doesn't, even though it definitely has a main storyline, it tends to lose focus a little bit. So I think it is one of those movies that you have to watch it a couple of times to catch everything. Oh, yeah. And even after watching it a few times, I still find myself a little bit confused by the end. I definitely do, too. But I don't know. It's almost like like a hangover night in some crazy place like Vegas or New York. Yeah, you're just like, like, what the F happened? Yeah, it's like after the movie's <laughs> over, you're like, did I just have a fever dream? Like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> yeah. And you just know, if they talk to anyone about it, no one would believe them. Yeah. So I tried my teeth for the first time. Yeah, it was really hot when we first started. And the cinnamon isn't as strong as I thought it would be. I'm So it's like whenever I smell it, I smell more cinnamon. But whenever I drink it, I taste more apple. Hmm. So that's kind of interesting. That is really nice. It's not, at least so far... It could be maybe I need to have like a smaller cup of tea so that way the bag's more concentrated. But so far, it's not a tea I would jump for. But especially for like fall here in, well, I guess around the corner, if not here already. I don't remember when fall starts. I think we're in spoopy season. Okay. Anytime from like October, not October, August on is spoopy season. But doesn't it, doesn't fall start in, okay. Spoopy season. Okay. When summer is officially over to me, it is spoopy season. (laughs) But um, if you guys like cinnamon and very seasonal or fallish flavors, I think you would like this. This is actually a really nice one, too. This black tea and chicory. Does it actually have, like, a woodsy? It's very, very muted, but yes, a little bit. And it actually kind of mellows out the harshness of the black tea. So it's not so sharp on the tongue. Because a lot of black teas, I don't know for you, but at least for me, a lot of them tend to be a little harsh taste-wise. Yeah. And they almost require some kind of sweetening. This one actually doesn't. This one, I mean, it could use it. It'd be nice if it had it, but it doesn't require it. It's a mellow enough flavor that it's really smooth, mm-hmm. but you can still feel the the power of the, the power. <laughs> it's yeah. it would be a good one for like work mornings, a get up and go kind of tea. Cool. And then like I forgot. How much? Okay, so this one has 110 mm-hmm. milligrams of caffeine. So for, a little bit lower than most of the Zesty And then ones. this one's 155. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a little lower than most of the Zesties that we've yeah, seen. Yeah, because I know the Zesties will add the caffeine mm-hmm. extract. And, oh, but this one has green tea extract. So yeah. that's that probably explains why it's still more caffeinated than a lot of teas, but it's not quite as caffeinated because they have the green tea extract. Okay. Anyways, little tangent there, but I hope all of those tea obsessies out there can appreciate it. And if you, if you ever try any of the teas that we mentioned, we would love to hear how you like them. Or if you have any tea suggestions, we would love to hear them. And how you modify them too. Yes. How do you take your tea? Yes. But anyways, I think that this is a pretty good movie. It's a unique movie. It's a good 
movie where it's like your late teens, early adult, and you just need to open your eyes to the, the world out there if you haven't, if you were sheltered like I was. <laughs> but anyways. I watched it with a bunch of weirdos in high school. <laughs> yep. It's definitely a memorable experience. Yep, for sure. <laughs> But thank you guys for joining us today, and please comment on what you guys thought of the movie. If you'd like to recommend a movie, or you would like to keep up to date with their content, you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and most places you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to share or support our podcast, please subscribe and share our content. This Saturday, we do have our live stream, and we'll be playing At Dead of Night, Again, Yay. hopefully we make more progress. Hopefully we beat the game this time. I'm hoping um, Alyssa will again be playing and I will have the maps pulled up and be the navigator and side seat player. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to see me suffer in fear and see Jess suffer in frustration, you can join us on Twitch and YouTube at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Suffer because I have no say over what she does. <laughs> <laughs> then please definitely join us uh, you can watch it like she said twitch youtube 7 p.m central standard time and until the next time guys stay safe and stay spoopy bye, bye.